What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 34 of PlayStation Unchained, uh, P- one half of PSU.com's podcast, um, Forensi. I'm your co-host, Mike Carradance, and joining me is my co-host, Ben Shinnabihal, once again. Hey, Ben, how's it going, man? I'm pretty good, thank you. And you? I'm good. I'm good. A bit tired, but um, uh, yeah, I um, went and saw um, Captain America... Uh, midnight showing. Um, this was like last Friday, just over a week ago, and it, I, I didn't get back until about three a.m. So um, my sleeping has been ever, ever since that date. My sleeping has been messed up. I just can't get to sleep for yeah. hours. You know, it's just oh, just oh, so annoying. Just lying there, tossing and turning, not yeah. in the rude way either. You dirty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So joining me, uh, myself and Ben is uh, UK writer Paul Kelly. How's it going, Paul? Um, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, apart from the um, sleeping issue. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Uh, I should really just use that and just play some more video games if I can't sleep, actually. Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> um, and yeah. last but not least, we have G-Man, Glenn Gordon. What's up, man? I'm doing well. Good to be here. Gl- glad to see the weekend. So glad. Yeah, you and me both, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're all pleased to have a weekend. Although for me, um, these weeks just kind of like go really, really quickly for me. I think it's just because I'm so... Um, I adhere to a very kind of... Uh, strict schedule i guess you could say with my work and my training and everything so it's just like you know every day is like military precision you know and it just goes by so quickly so i don't know but um yeah for you guys you know in college and juggling all that stuff you know seriously i don't ever you at all i remember what that was like and wow yeah weekends were just uh they were a godsend so <laughs> enjoy it when it lasts yeah <laughs> okay chats. um we should probably dive right into news now guys uh this one was posted um it's rumor on march 31st we are now april 5th Jesus, whatever months go, guys, seriously. Um, this one is uh, PS4 sales hit 7 million and infamous second son uh, sales 1 million. Uh, according to InsiderP.com, Worldwide says the PlayStation 4 has surpassed the 7 million mark following a substantial shipment in the past fortnight. As I said, this was pos- uh, posted on March 31st. Uh, in addition to that, site reports that infamous second son, the PS4 exclusive open world title from Sucker Punch Studios, has moved 1 million units since its release on March 21st. Um, this is uh, great news. I mean, uh, the last time Sony updated us with uh, some official numbers, I think it was, um, oh God, there's been so many, but I think it was just over 6 million. I think that was the last official report. So mm-hmm. since then, according to this, I must stress it is a report or slash rumor. So, but it's pretty, um, I think this site's quite reliable. It's meant to, um, apparently it sold another million units, which is great. And infamous, obviously, that's like the biggest PlayStation 4 exclusive of the year so far like i said i would you know tomb raider was big but that was a port so you know this is original title you know this was like this is the big one so i'm not surprised to see infamous and if it's true a million is bloody great in just a few weeks that, that's fantastic actually a little bit more than i thought but um yeah guys um seven million sales though i mean ps4 keeps going from strength to strength doesn't it i mean what, what do we reckon about this guys uh let's start with let's start with paul if it's true, then great. You know, the sooner more people adopt the new systems, the sooner we'll see the old systems fade out. And that means we'll see proper next gen or current gen games because at the moment, cross gen games seem to be in abundance. And to me, that's kind of disappointing because we're not seeing what the hardware can really do when you're just getting slightly prettier versions of previous gen games. Fair point, man. Fair point. Um, uh, how about you, Glenn? What do you reckon? Um, I think it's pretty likely. Uh, I mean, considering the fact that, hey, it, it's a world worldwide number, not just for one country or anything. Oh, yeah. And for, 
And for two, also considering the fact that uh, the PlayStation 4 saw more than double the usual sales um, mm-hmm. after the release of Infamous Second Son, this is pretty likely, and it's great, great, great news. Yeah, totally. Uh, finally, Mr. Shilabir Hall, how about you? Um, I think it's pretty good news, to be honest. It's it's a lot of surprise. You know, people, you know, even Sony is surprised, because I'm sure their actual aim for the year was $5 million at best. So, yeah, that's a huge, huge number. Yeah, they've, um, I think um, they've uh, commented in the past, I can't remember who exactly, but uh, that sales of PS4 certainly only on surpassed their expectations, so that's just bloody fantastic, especially when you look at the, it, it's just for me, it's just the contrast from PS3 to PS4, just how well the PS4 is doing. I mean, PS3, I'm not saying PS3 sold crap because it didn't, but it was a slow burner. Early on, especially, it didn't really take off that well, so this is great. Um, Okay, moving on, guys. Uh, uh, Metro Rideau has officially been confirmed by Deep Silver. Uh, uh, this is uh, obviously the publisher who deals with the Metro titles. Um, uh, the, uh, this is an actual, actually a compilation release featuring Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So this is a next-gen, uh, it sounds like your um, next-gen kind of um, overhaul feature and, uh, you know, enhanced visuals and frame rate and all that kind of stuff. That's just me speculating because they haven't actually said... Uh, any major details on this but um unlike uh before the interesting thing about this is they didn't come out and announce it in the usual press release it's because there was rumors about it because the uh i think it was like an, a pack shot or something was leaked was leaked online on an italian website so deep silver um decided uh not to go down the usual road of not commenting on rumor and speculation and decided to comment on rumor uh rumor and speculate and speculation so um they simply say, is Metro Rideau real? Yes, we never made any secret of 4A desires to bring Metro to the latest generation of console hardware. But what you saw what you saw leak was from an old internal planning presentation containing some nuggets of truth, but a lot of hypothetical ideas and placeholder material, they quote. Uh, they, he goes on, uh, the company goes on to say that we should expect something uh, before E3. Um, it's a shame Fraser's not here, because I know he's a big fan of Metro. Um, this is... Um, this is um, interested me because I haven't actually played any Metro games, and because it's coming to PS4, uh, this would be a good excuse to play them. I understand they're very good. They've kind of got a, I think their first-person shoot is with sort of a, a horror kind of vibe, so I'm interested in that, but I don't really know much about them apart from that. Um, uh, ben, uh, how do you um, fall in with Metro? Are you a fan of, of it at all? What do you Never really this? played them, but I know they're big graphical powerhouses. All so right. I look forward to seeing what they can do on the PS4. Yeah, me too. Um, Glenn, how about you? Um, I've never actually played the games. I've seen them. Um, I'm more interested in Deep Silver's handling of this because, like they said, usually if a leak goes out, a company says, oh, well, you know, we're not saying anything about it. Um, But they took the completely opposite road and, and they literally said, well, these, we do not comment on rumor and speculation statements. They're pretty boring to read. They're pretty boring to write. Um, but at the same time, I wonder if it's the right move because something about, um, keeping it under wraps, something about not uh, letting the cat out of the bag and not commenting on rumor and speculation, something about that kind of builds hype for the game, in my opinion, because then you have more, uh, more people talking about it and and more rumors coming up and, and well, now that everyone knows, oh, okay, well, it's actually a thing. I feel like that could kind of hurt the hype a little bit. Yeah, I see what you mean. Although at the same time, fortunately, they haven't come out and said 
exactly what's happening. They actually, I actually should have mentioned they uh, they said it's going to be more than just a simple kind of like revamp, like you know, you know, your typical kind of port. So that's kind of plants the seeds for some uh, speculation and hype, I think, if anything. But I see what you mean, though. But at least they're not letting the cat out of the bag entirely. Its head's no. popped out, but that's it. Yeah, just a paw, just a <laughs> yeah, or a paw, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about uh, I've never played them either, so. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this being mentioned last year because I'm pretty sure around the time of the PlayStation 4 first being, you know, sort of announced, um, the developers came out for this and said that Metro Last Light will come to the PS4 and it will include Metro 2033. But then Deep Silver downplayed it and said, oh, we've not got plans for that at the moment or whatever. Oh, right. I'm totally. Yeah. Cool. Um, pretty nice. sure they did. All right. Cool. Um, well, I missed that, so that's pretty interesting. Um, okay, guys, moving on to um, keeping in with PS4. Um, this is a, a, a survey that's been sent out um, uh, that was picked up by VGX Network, uh, Sony quizzing people on what they feel is important to their um, in po- for possible future PS4 features and how appealing they would be. Um, it basically gives us an indication of what uh, Sony might be uh, u- uh, using for a new system update because they're kind of gauging interest. Um, some of the things that they've been talking about, I've just got the image in front of me now, it's a uh, uh, not great quality, but I can make it out. Uh, uh, ability to chat across PlayStation platforms, i.e. with PS3 or PS Vita users. Ability to change PlayStation username. Uh, ability to be invisible. See who is online without broadcasting the facts you are online. Ability to party chat with more than eight people at a time. And player reputation system based on the user rating system. Uh, this kind of stuff goes out a lot. We see many surveys come out, and it usually does. It usually is when a company is like, hmm, "Okay, we got this. System, we got this coming out, or whatever. Whether it's a game or an update or whatever, let's gauge. Let's try and you know condense what we can do by gauging an interest and seeing what people, uh, what feedback people gain and stuff. So I, I can see this stuff totally being added in the future. And um, it's not to be honest with you. This kind of stuff doesn't really. I mean, it's cool to have, but I've never really been one. I'm trying to figure a way to word this. I've never been right a big kind of like features guy, if that makes sense with PS4. At the end of the day, I'm kind of like a caveman of senses. Like as long as I go, ugh, want console, play game, ugh, go online, be happy kind of guy, you know? So um, <laughs> I'm not really that, in, you know, I'm not really bothered about anything else. Uh, yeah, any of this stuff is, you know, changing your news and then, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, I'm not really bothered. I'm happy with the way PS4 is. So for me, I'm just, yeah, whatever it's cool. But I imagine there must be some people in this podcast who would welcome some of these uh, features. So let's start with Glenn. How about you? Would you, or let's just say Glenn, would you like to change your username, for example? Heck yes. Okay. I, I made my username when I was like 15 years old and now I hate it and I want it gone. I oh, want wow. it to go away. <laughs> I've, I've been wanting this. I've been wanting that for a long time now. Do you, um, want, do you want a tri- uh, tip, uh, Glenn? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Link. Your PSN name to Facebook, click show real name, and then click, then write whatever you want. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Right. No, I mean, write whatever real name you want. Oh, yeah. And then mm. that real name is what appears on PSN. Uh, well. Glad. All right. <laughs> but really, what, what I find interesting about this survey, well, for one, it, it pretty much shows us what Sony's considering, of course. Um, really, I think this survey is more to prioritize what they work on next than to decide whether or not to work on it. And I'm interested in these particular ones. Play a reputation system based on a user rating. 
and an advanced matchmaking system to help pair you with players at your skill level or player preference. And some people have been playing down the whole thing about the reputation system. Oh, why do we need that? Um, It's not, you know, and this is just a quote, you know, there's like 10-year-olds on Xbox, so they need it and we don't. And um, I don't necessarily approve of that idea. But what it does speak to is what... um, Sony's planning so far Sony has been showing interest in improving their online services and especially now like Activision's kind of naming PS4 the default Call of Duty console and and whatnot so I think that this kind of speaks to plans that Sony has to improve what they're doing with their online which I hope they do very good man and how about you Paul Kelly what do you think man Um. All those features sound great, and I hope they're implemented. I'm not sure I'll use them, because I changed my PSN name by making a new account back in 2007, before trophies were introduced, so I didn't really lose anything. Mm. So, um, I'm not sure about the reputation system. Like you said, I mean, there could be some trolling and things like that, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan of those things at mm. all, seriously. Oh, yeah, but there we go. Um, is it... Sorry, carry on, Duke. I was going to say, the number one thing I want is the battles compatibility for PS1 and PS2 games. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Now, that that, that would be great. Yeah, seriously. For me, someone like me who's a big retro head. Yeah. yeah. What, battles um, compatibility? Battles compatibility with PS1 and PS2 games. Um, well, that's not likely to happen, though, is it? No, <laughs> not with PlayStation not now, yeah. Um, uh, okay, uh, I think, uh, Ben, you chimed in a bit earlier, but you didn't talk about your own opinion. Uh, what do you think? Um... To be honest, um, yeah, uh, um, I use a lot of the features, so I, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to it. At the same time, right. I don't think we need more than eight people in a party. Even eight people is a bit hectic. Cool, cool. Fair play. Um, actually, guys, um, just to um, hey, this is one of those spontaneous things. Um, the um, I have to admit, one thing I do use a hell of a lot is that share function. Now, I tell you what, I use that because I record my gameplay. Um, in War Thunder, I must have about oh, I couldn't put a number on it, but I've got videos dating back from January, and let's just say there's a lot of them. Um, is there anything I can do with these things? Because I would love to put them on our YouTube channel. Next, can I actually do that at all? You is there any Facebook? Whoa, 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 three people speaking at once. I can't decide. But, um, upload Paul first. Facebook, yeah, you can download them on your computer and then upload them to Facebook. Oh, okay, that's a roundabout till the until you can. In- oh yeah i remember now because there was a lot of them um, i think there was a lot of like uh, moaning about the fact that you couldn't go from ps4 straight to youtube am i right yeah. yeah 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 okay well in that case yeah i can understand why people would be a bit miffed about that yeah because it's like you know it's so it's it make perfect sense so yeah that's what i wish they would add in there you go because i got so many of them and actually a lot of them i'm not claiming to be an amazing player but a lot of them you know i do pretty well i mean that one where i got 13 kills for example <clears throat> oh yes i'm so proud of it uh you know i you know that would be good for like um you know tactics and stuff you know how to use the germans or british or whatever so yeah that'd be quite useful but anyway yeah well, what's what what's cool about what they're doing in the next patch is they're making yeah. it so that you can save your um gameplay and, and screenshots and whatnot to a usb stick um, which is cool because a you're not limited to YouTube. Some people like Vimeo or Daily Motion or something like that. Yeah. Then you just have the video, and in addition, you're not really limited in time either because you're saving it to a disc. So you're more limited yeah. by the disc space than the time. Cool, cool. Um, 
Okay, guys, um, thanks for that as well. Um, I didn't mean to sort of go off on tangent there, but um, back uh, um, in train with the news. Um, PS4 Japan sales to hit 500k this week. Uh, this was posted on April 3rd, uh, so it's technically into this week at the time of recording, but it would be last week when you hear this. Is that confusion again? <laughs> okay, uh, this, this the future from... past. Yes, there we go, Ben. I was waiting for that. Um, uh, this is from Media, Cre- uh, Media Create. Uh, apparently, the, um, the last uh, fish, uh, records from Japan which was the week ended March 30th. Uh, sale, PS4 sales were at 493,338. And this week uh, this week that we're just in, after that, the uh, console was expected to hit the 500,000 mark because uh, it would only have to sell just under uh, 700,000 units. And there's no way that it's going to miss doing that. So, yeah, pretty much we can pretty much say that PS4 has hit, just hit um, half a million in Japan. Um I haven't been tracking PS4 sales in uh, Japan, actually. Um, it launched on February the 22nd. Um, but this is, I understand, is a pretty good um, record so far, I think. I mean, I'm not sure how it compares to PS3 in the same time frame. But uh, what, do we, what do we think of this, guys? It's off to a good start, I think. Don't you agree? Uh, Paul? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know sort of the record for the previous consoles in the same time frame. Yeah, so. I, I wish we could have something to compare it to. I mean, uh, 500, I mean, looking at it, 500,000 uh, in, you know, just uh, what, roughly about a month and a half is pretty good, I think, in yeah. anyone's books. I mean, it's certainly been, um, uh, this, I think the software sounds have been pretty good as well. Um, Glenn, um, how do you feel about this? I think it's a pretty good number. Um, yeah. Like you guys, I haven't been keeping up with sales over there, but when you when you consider that Japan's population is a couple times smaller than that of the United States, and when you consider that they have a different mentality toward gaming, and there isn't necessarily this ridiculous feud between PlayStation and Xbox or anything like that over there, yeah, I think that, Xbox is non-existent over there. <laughs> precisely, precisely. Nintendo, maybe I don't know how they feel about the Wii U. I, I, we tend to crap all over it here in the states. But um, I think with all of that considered, 500,000 is a very good number. Um, so we're going to see that grow as we go along. Yep. Well said, G-Man. Uh, finally, uh, sorry, man, I've got to stop calling you that. Uh, uh, ben, how about you, man? You <laughs> um, I think it's pretty good numbers, because, mainly because um, Japan is a handheld-based... They prefer yeah. handhelds than they do anything else, they do. so... Yeah, they are mad about handhelds. I've, I've heard... Um, I think it was like you can it, you go around a street corner in Japan and you'll find someone playing on a PSP or a DS or something like that. <laughs> they, they, they love panhouse that yeah. much, you know. Everyone on the train, waiting for a train on a bus or whatever, you can always see them. I remember looking at pictures of Japan based on this, you know, their handheld craze, and they'd always be they'd always be hunched over, going on there playing Monster Hunter and something on their PSP um, through ad hoc or whatever it was, yeah. Crazy. I really wish that there was a little more of that here because handheld mm-hmm. games can be so convenient. I know. I love my Vita. I wish a Vita was bigger everywhere. I really do. I think it'd be great just to see loads of people on their Vita and stuff more. I, I, um, I mean, I've been on that. That is it near? Is it the near function on yeah, the Vita near. where you can find players yeah. and you think I haven't seen anyone with a Vita near me at all? Really? I've got loads no, I, of people. No, honestly, when I've, I've, I've I haven't used it much, mind you, but um. And it's probably because I'm on the outskirts of uh, Reading here, which is, you know, quite a big town. Yeah. Um, and I haven't found anyone who actually has one, which is weird. Well, so, it yeah. always pops up for me that you've got people nearby playing games. Uh, over here, right? Scarborough is obviously Vita crazy, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they've got nothing else to do because they live in Scarborough. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, uh, uh, moving on, guys. Um, this was uh, posted by Adam on the 3rd of April. Uh, Amy Hennig joins Visceral Games working on an unnamed Star Wars project. Uh, Ex-Naughty Dog uh, head writer and Uncharted mainstay Amy, Amy Hennig has joined the EA ranks as creative director of Visceral Games for its upcoming AAA Star Wars project. <clears throat> In a statement on its official website, the publisher confirmed the move, citing Hennig's stance as one of the industry's top visionaries as a key to proceedings. Uh, there's quite a lengthy quote here. I will proceed to read some of it because I don't want to um, completely, uh, you know, go over uh, overkill. Uh, Amy has been long recognized as one of our industry's top visionaries and is, come, and is coming off an amazing run as the writer and creative director of the Enchanted franchise. But her contributions go beyond the games she helped create at Naughty Dog and at Crystal Dynamics, where we worked together many years ago. As both a colleague and Fred, friend, sorry, not Fred, I've always <laughs> admired her approach to creative development, focusing on nailing down the soul of the game first and then making sure the writing, the gameplay and the design and the art comes together to form a unified interactive experience for the player. Uh, this was, I'm actually trying to say who, because he used um, speaking in the first person here, so... Uh, no, it doesn't actually say who said that, but um, it just says by the company. But obviously, that's um, I presume that's one of the big wigs at um, EA speaking, since he says I know her and they knew Amy, whoever it is. Um, but yeah, this uh, follows their departure from Naughty Dog, which is only uh, I think it's just a couple of weeks ago that happened. Um, and also, just of course, just, uh, Justin Richmond left as well. Um, but yeah, um, I was sorry to see Amy go uh, from Naughty Dog. She was. Um, an integral part of the Uncharted series, and I really hope that the uh, the quality of the games don't suffer as a result as a result of the departure. But I think uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think uh, I think it might have been you, Glenn. I think it's, um said that you know Naughty Dog are very much a a group effort, and it's not like down to one person who brings out the best in it. It all is it, you know it's very much you know everyone in that everyone in in the company contribute as a whole to make sure that something is great as it is and it's not even though Amy she was obviously great at what she did it's not that the um, games are going to suffer as a result of that so I do hope um, that is the case but um, uh, wow uh, you know a triple A Star Wars project um, that's um, quite quite intriguing what was that Glenn? I didn't actually say that but I I agree with it okay I don't know right, cool fair enough (laughs) okay well why don't we start uh, why don't I just pass it over to you then man what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I think one of the biggest concerns about it that I've seen around is that, um, it's EA and there's nothing wrong with EA. They, they do a lot. I mean, but the concern that I've been seeing about EA lately is that they've put a very big business first, um, deal. They have a really big business first deal going along with them. Like for, for example, um, Autoworld's developer, was talking about how Battlefield 4 was released broken and how the developers were the ones who really put their heart and soul into that game and wanted to release it great. But the publisher decided to put the shareholders before the customers. And that's that's a concerning trend um, for EA, whereas Naughty Dog hasn't exactly had a problem like that because they're published by Sony, basically, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah? So... I, I guess that's my concern for Visceral Games and, and for working with EA because you go from working with a really responsible company who wants the game on the system first. That's their focus, the customer. And you're moving to a company where the focus seems to be more on making the company money than releasing the game properly. 
So that's, I don't know, that's my only concern, but a new Star Wars, a new AAA Star Wars title, I'm all for that. I just hope it goes smoothly. Yeah, I would just like to add, I agree about the EA thing, Glenn, because um, they left a bit of, um, it was a bit of pill to swallow about how they kind of changed Dead Space, and you can't say that was down to Visceral, that was down to EA, they wanted it far more, you know, we want more action in this for co-op and everything like that, so... You know, and I, you know, because I really like the earlier Dead Space games. So yeah, I agree with that. They they have a tendency to um put a spanner in the works. Um, uh, Ben, how about you? Oh, I agree. But we all know what game it is. Come on, it's kind of obvious what she's going to be working on. What Battlefront? Battlefront, yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame because it would suggest that it's not as in development as far in development as people think it would be. Because she's not. Isn't she normally like writing? Yeah, like. Yeah, she's uh, but, uh, yeah, she joined as um, she's a creative director um yeah. at Visceral for the um Star Wars project. It doesn't actually mention a writer, uh, well, uh, but then again, like I, I I, I'm not, I have no idea if that includes writing writing duties or not. But yeah, because I say if they if they're only just getting writing stuff for the new Battlefront game, it must be very in development, or they're just going to rush the plot. Yeah, and then Luke says, "Oh no, you're not my father." The end. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, Ben, it would seem you're um, you're right about that anyway. Because um, actually, Adam added it at the bottom. It's still unclear at what stage Henning is joining the upcoming Star Wars project. But given she has taken up the role of creative director, it seems to imply that the game is still in its very early stages. So, there we go. You could, you're pretty much right there by the sound of it. Uh, finally, Paul, how about you? She's a talented writer. I think in terms of gaming, so for Star Wars, I think could be good i mean the game i have in mind now you know that 1313 the one that was cancelled oh yeah that was very uncharted in space that's what i'm thinking maybe ea might be thinking of resurrecting that game or at least the idea behind that game why was it cancelled anyway i thought disney's the one was cancelled yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe that's what ea are planning to do they're planning to either get that game themselves or just build a game which was which is influenced by that demo that we saw. So, yeah, they've got the right person if they want to do that, I think. Indeed, and on that note, let's just hope... Um, I can't wait for Uncharted 4, I'd just like to say, and I'm sure it'll be just as great, you know? Um, I'm sure Naughty Dog will still deliver. Um, I hope it's not a prequel. I'm sure it won't be a prequel. What, are you talking about the new Uncharted? Yeah. I'm sure it won't be a prequel. I'm sure it will be a, a, a proper sequel. I can't see them doing a prequel. Well, I don't know. I suppose anything is possible at this at this stage, and it wasn't very it wasn't very Drakey the trailer, was it? You know, not no Nathan Drake involved. It was quite ominous actually. So, but no, I, I hope I hope it's not. And I usually like prequels. I mean, I like prequels to some of the series I'm into. But there we go. Um, okay, guys, that's the news. Actually, uh, we uh, didn't um, do as many stories today, obviously, because we want to. I think I want to get stuck into this next topic. Um, but we're going to do uh, this one, and I'm actually quite um, excited for, actually. Okay, this one is quite simple. Um, basically, guys, if you could have any sequel remake made for PS4, what would it be? Now, this is where you can let your imaginations go wild. We're talking about, you know, your, you know, your, you know, what, you know, if you could just think of one game, that one game you really want to see, a follow-up, you know, or a remake, you know. It had to be Red Dead 3, it could be a remake of Final Fantasy VII, you know, it could be as crazy, as unlikely as you want it to be. Um... I'm tempted to go first, but I think mine's too obvious for now. So I'll let, um, uh, I'm just trying to think, who should we go for? Let's go with you, Ben. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, because my, uh, my answer is going to be completely non-obvious. Hey, it doesn't matter, man. I want to say Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, actually, that was surprising. I thought you were going to say Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone wants Seven, so uh, I don't want to suggest that. I, lo- I love Nine, and I would love to see it remade. But they lost what? pretty much all the assets for Nine, so they'd have to remake it all. I see. What would you like to see from a remake of Nine, then? I just better graphics. Don't touch anything else. That's all I want. So you don't want anything else changed at all? Nothing else changed. Just better graphics. Oh wow! Okay. Because I loved <laughs> everything in Nine, and it had loads of. It was an amazing game. You wouldn't want any of the gameplay updated at all. No, though. no, no. Well, by updating the graphics, they'll update. See, the problem with Nine was the the frame rate was pretty bad, and it had loading oh. script, bad loading screens. Oh, okay. So by updating the sort of graphics of that, the, the frame rate would be better, so it'd, be, it'd improve the gameplay anyway. Uh, how big was the game? How many discs did it come on for PS1? I think it was four. Four discs? Yeah. Cool. It took me about uh, 95 hours to beat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, isn't Nine, um, isn't nine uh, in a sort of um, a similar style to Seven? It wasn't in the more... It didn't look like Eight, did it, aesthetically? You know, it wasn't like... I mean, Eight was more... I use this term lightly realistic looking you know with yeah. the character whereas um, you know 7 had be you know be the kind of anime you know yeah. spiky hair and everything 9 went back to that didn't it well 9 went even further than that it went back to like the older style stuff with like the ah. even more cartoony looks like the uh, I can never say his name wrong right Quina, Quina yeah. who was a little this is a little fat thing that ate things as it's <laughs> no that's it he, his weapon was a fork oh wow and it, his main <laughs> attack was eat just eat. Yeah, and if he ate certain enemies, he'd actually gain their abilities. So he was like Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> but he was amazing. Um, one of the mini games were actually um, he used to live in a marsh, so and he'd eat frogs. And so if you use, when you were going around the world, occasionally yeah. you found up a different marshes, and you could um, eat the frogs in the marshes for him, so he could learn new abilities. And it's also how he could get one of his best weapons in the game by going around and eating all the legendary frogs. Wow, okay. And you, um, you'd like to do all this again just with better visuals, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cool, well, that sounds easy enough, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it can be anything you want. Uh, we go, um, I think we go Paul, me, and then Glenn. Uh, so, Paul, um, what about you? For me, the one game I'd like to see remade is the original Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear, you know, the 1987. Ah, yes, yeah. yeah, 1987, yes. Um, yeah. Why? Why this game in particular? Because Metal Gear is one of my favorite series, and I think a lot of people haven't played the original. And I think yep. remaking it with the more recognizable sort of voices and characters that people know, you know, rather than two D little sprite things. <laughs> and plus, you could also bring in sort of the modern mechanics of Metal Gear, and it'll fit and make it so it fits in better with the rest of sort of the timeline of the series. I am cool. feeling sleepy. It is night time. <laughs> that, okay. No, that remember the card in the uh, is it Nintendo version, um, Paul? When you first uh, start the game and he's just like, I feel sleepy. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh sorry. Oh, oh god. god. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, the MSX version like, is the version to play of that. Oh right, yeah. You, you you just load into the game and then suddenly you see this random line. I am feeling sleepy. Zuh, zuh, zuh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Okay, Paul, would you um what would you like to, would you like anything added at all or just lit just updating the graphics? Well of course it would the be game, a, it, it, it would obviously it would play like ground zeros. Yeah, a complete That's what, with Fox Engine, yeah. So. Oh that'd be great, yeah. And uh, yeah. you know who I think the voice actor will be? Yes, I think it'd be David Hater Hater. Yeah, I don't know, Solid that's... Snake and have Kiefer Sutherland as Big Boss. Yeah, that's yeah, that's they, exactly that what I think they're gonna do though. Exactly. That would be great if they did. That would be good. Um do you reckon it's likely, Paul? I think it might do. I, I, I can't. I wouldn't rule it out because I wouldn't rule out anything with Kojima. Well, really. yeah. <laughs> Kojima was talking about it during a live stream of Ground Zeroes. Yeah, yeah, he did mention something, didn't he? Yeah, someone asked him if they'd remake it ever, and he said, uh, "Possibly." Uh, he had he hadn't had a plan for it, but he know he, he knows that people want it, so mysterious. Uh-huh. It, and it makes total sense to be honest I, I still believe it was original plan because you don't want two voice actors playing the same you know talking to each other const- the same voice yeah. actor talking to each other constantly yeah I think that's one of the reasons why David Hayer was not picked for Big Boss this time yeah it would make sense I still don't see I can't still see that they just dump him like that I, I really don't think that's they've got plans for him definitely or at least I hope so Um, cool uh, Paul um well, me, um, no surprise there. Resident Evil Two. I've mentioned this before. I would love to see a complete remake of that game, and I would be. And I'm also going to say I'd be bold to say is I want it done in the old school style. So we're just like the Resident Evil remake on GameCube, pre-rendered backgrounds, all the classic puzzles and everything, tank controls, the lot. That will never happen, but like I said, it can be anything. Resident Evil remake for me stands as the quintessential version of Resident Evil. It defines what that game is about. In terms of visuals, in terms of puzzles, in terms of pacing, and everything. It defines survival horror. There's a couple of others that obviously come close. Silent Hill was another good one. And or Resident, you know, Resident, uh, Resident Evil 2 or 3 are great examples, but the remake is there, and Zero as well. Um, I think uh, in terms of what I'd like to see, I would like to see them <coughs> add, add a few more things only because Capcom have a habit of retconning everything all the time. And they put, since Resident Evil 2 came up, they changed bits, bits and pieces in the story. So I like to see all those things that they've added in over the last few years integrated into, into that game to make kind of the ultimate version and leaving no stone unturned and make a link it with free as well, because those two are kind of linked in a way. And, um, but above all, it wouldn't be, you know, we're talking about, you know, the classic enemies and stuff. Um, a, a focus on conserving ammunition, going back to the basics, the bread and butter of survival horror. It's not rocket science. They did it with Resident Evil Revelations. They came far, much closer there to what Resident Evil used to be about, far more than six, with the exception of possibly Leon's campaign. Um, but everything that's intrinsic to survival horror, which is like low low supplies, whether that's ammunition, healing items, a focus on solving puzzles and exploration, backtracking comes into that, but not too much, but just enough. Um, it would be great if they could expand Raccoon City a bit more because I think the fir- the first part of the game where you start off on the streets was a bit too was a bit short. I reckon they could maybe expand that a bit, but don't deviate too much. You know, still go to the gun shop and the police station. Um, I reckon they could do some really cool stuff with the bosses and the visuals. If they did pre-render visuals, which would, like I said again, they won't, but if they did it would look photorealistic. I mean, if you go back and look at the remake of Resident Evil, it looks amazing to this day. I played it like a few weeks ago. It looks incredible still. So this would look fantastic on PS4. We're talking PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it, it's kind of hard for me to... Um, 
it's, it's, it's really difficult for me. On one hand, we, I got a remake and a sequel, actually. The, one, the, the sequel I want to see more than anything is Shenmue 3. But I, loved, I would love to see a Shenmue 3. If anyone doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, Shenmue was a game on Dreamcast 1 and 2. It was set in the 80s, and it was kind of like uh, an adventure game with RPG elements where you played as this guy called Ryo Hazuki. Uh, he's an 18-year-old student, and basically he comes home one day to find his father... His father gets murdered in front of him, and the whole premise is that you literally just hunting down his father's killer, um, his father's killer, and you have to go around. It's it's literally you start off with nothing, and you have to just you build up and build up. You meet all these people. You you get a job to fund your exploits and stuff. You you, you know you you can just it, you can do you can do whatever you you know you can just go down the arcade and play game. Hang on, if you want to, or you can just go go back and do the go back and do the story. It was a very it wasn't really open world, but. Back in those days, with the real-time Weber and stuff, it was really, it was highly innovative. It really was, and the, the uh, fighting mechanics were great as well. It had a bit of virtual fighter to it because it was originally conceived as a virtual fighter game. But anyway, to cut a long story short, they finished with two in two thousand and one, and it ended on a major cliffhanger. And um, it's a cult hit. It wasn't a ma- huge mainstream mainstream success, but it's got a massive cult following. I don't know if it's an oxymoron, massive cult following, but either way, it's got a cult following behind it and you if you go on any of these forums and stuff and they say oh what do you want to see most Shenmue 3 almost always comes up and it's been rumored to have been in development for the past decade but it's never ever come into fruition and that story just needs to be finished and I think even if they don't make it as a as a big project like they did because the the originals the original cost 70 million dollars which at the time was the most expensive game ever conceived and with the advent of digital downloads and kind of like the Walking Dead episodic style stuff, I think they could still make Shenmue 3 if they put it into chapters like that, even if they had to, even if they had to trim the fat somewhere. But yeah, there is absolutely no question, unequivocally, I would love to see, if we're talking sequels, it has to be Shenmue 3. And a remake, it would have to be Resident Evil 2. I can honestly talk more about Shenmue there, but I won't. I think I've done enough damn stories on it. Just search on PSU.com if you want to know more details. Because <laughs> I could just make a whole podcast about that. Um, yeah, uh, that was satisfying to say, actually. So that's me done. How about you, Glenn? Uh, Glenn? Uh, Glenn? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got up. I got up to do something, and I, I muted my microphone, and I forgot I did that. Um, <laughs> oh, great! Early on, unchained people. Early on, unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can top all that. That was a nice. That was very descriptive. Um, let's see. I would like to see a sequel, yeah. um, or a continuation of Ratchet and Clank. Quite frankly, Ratchet and Clank was one of the first franchises I came in contact with when I got when I first started playing on PlayStation. And it's been one of my favorites. It's so much fun to play. And the last game, the, I'm, and when I say the last game, I don't mean like the last experiment or halfway game. Like, all for one, I consider an experiment. They, they, they changed everything. And, uh-huh. you know, Into the Nexus was good, but it was just really short. It was smaller. But I would like to see another full-scale Ratchet and Clank game that continues after a, where A Crack in Time left off. Because A Crack in Time, story-wise, and gameplay-wise for that matter, A Crack in Time was pretty much one of the best Ratchet and Clank games there was. Um, it continued Ratchet's story. We got to learn a little bit more about where he came from, and it was actually a really good story. And it was just a fun game. 
So I would love, I'm, I'm disappointed that there hasn't been much talk about it. I know there's a movie coming um, for Ratchet and Clank just next year. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping that we hear some more about a possible game in the, in the very near future. Um, because I would like to, I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more full-fledged Ratchet and Clank games. Um, also, I would like to see a new Tales game. Um, I played Tales of Symphonia when I had my Wii. I still have my Wii. Where is it? It's it's in a box in my closet somewhere. Um, <laughs> you have bo- right, a, a box full of Wii? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely, Ben. Um, don't tell anyone. Um, no, the Tales game, I played Tales of Symphonia on Wii, and my roommate played Tales of Vesperia on Xbox, and since then I've really loved the Tales games. But I don't see too many of them. So um, I, I know Play, PlayStation Three got one kind of recently. But I would really love to see a place uh, a PlayStation a Tales game come to PS4 and Xbox One um, because yeah. they're they're so involved. They're such involving games, and the combat's pretty fun too. Um, so those are my two. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I think um, we're bound to see a Tales game. I don't know any much about the series at all, but for you know, I've done stories on them for work, and I'm pretty sure. They definitely come to. Um, I'm sure I heard something about the Tales developers for uh, PS4, but I'm sure it happened. Um, just to um, um, isn't um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but isn't Tales of um, how do you, is it Zilia or Zilia? Is that how you pronounce it? Whatever it is, I think um, it's Zilia. Zilia. I'm sure the um, second one is out in Japan and it hasn't been localized yet. Or am I wrong? I know that it's out in Japan, but I don't know if it's been localized. Is it just the first one that's available in North America, Glenn? I'm not sure. I need to. I think it. I think you're. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, because if if that's the case, Glenn, you'll have um number two should presumably be um localized as well. So that'd be another Tales game coming to PS3 at least. So um keep your eye out for that. But um, I'm pretty sure it's um it's out in Japan definitely. But I'm pretty sure it hasn't been localized yet. No, I'm seeing that it's been announced to be localized sometime this year for North America and Europe. There we go. So there you go. You got, There's your game. got another Towns game. Yeah. Not for <laughs> PS4, but still, there you go. You've oh, got a game. Cool. Well, that was awesome, guys. That was really, really cool. I, I felt that we should, um, sometimes we have topics on what's like happening now and around, like, you know, certain things that have been hot in the news. But I thought, you know, let's have some fun and just make a wish list, basically. So there we go. Um, and guys, send us your, um, you know, what, what do you, do you want to see a sequel or a remake to any, any particular franchise? Then, um, drop us a line at podcast at PSU.com guys. Let us know. I'm sure you have many ideas out there, even if it is Final Fantasy seven, how I'd love to see a remake of that even, but there we go. Um, okay guys, uh, let's move on to some reviews now. Um, there's, uh, looking at this, um, we've got, uh, three reviews. Well, technically four, cause we have a, uh, PS3 and a Vita review for MLB 14, the show. Uh, but let's work, uh, let's go for the um, PS3 version, which is posted on April 1st, uh, reviewed by Tim Nunes, who, of course, joined us last week for the podcast after a lengthy hiatus. Uh, Tim gives um, MLB 14, the show, a 9 out of 10. He summarized, San Diego Studios' success continues with MLB 14, the show. The ambience from the sounds and tracks to the visual and animation lives and breathes baseball, and the game capitalizes on PS3 hardware in a big way, even if online servers need some attention. He likes, uh, adds highly, highly sought game modes, caters to hardcore and newcomers alike, and improvements accentuate an already successful foundation. However, he dislikes PS4 promised lessons its luster, uh, 
lessens its luster. Yeah, sorry, I was just, I read that right. And the fact that's uh, degraded quant- uh, quality during online play. Um, that was a nine out of ten for the PS3 version. Um, but we also review the PS Vita uh, edition, which again is by Tim. And this one got a six point five. And we'll tell you why. Uh, he summarizes missing features and lackluster visuals diminish the excellent gameplay and consistent <laughs> presentation of MLB 14, the show on PS Vita. Even if the core concept of the game is still incredibly solid, performance issues and ill use of hardware keep us from being a must buy. He likes the uh, maintains foundations that make the franchise great, uh, the beautiful lighting and almost perfect commentary. However, and this is the, uh, this is the big but <laughs> for the review. Uh, he dislikes the janky visuals throughout frame rate issues and limited in-game modes. Uh, that was the 6.5 out of 10 for PS Vita version of MLB 14, the show. Um, next we have, uh, as soon as this loads up, I'll be able to tell you what we have. <laughs> this is from Alex. Um, he reviews Ragnar Odyssey ACE review, uh, much more of the same. Uh, he gave us a 6 out of 10. Uh, he posted a disclaimer at the top. Uh, this review covers both the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita versions. So this is pretty much uh, what you'll find is, uh, here is in both versions. Uh, Ragnar Odyssey AC is more of the same, a, lo- uh, a lot more of the same, and the current assortment of new content and gameplay improvements may not be enough to warrant the steep $40 price tag, even for veteran aficionado- aficionados of the cult action RPG series. Uh, he likes ACE skills further diversify class roles. Uh, the mercenary helpers and uh, Halomanos weapons relieve uh, relieve difficulty spikes, and the Tower of oh god, how do you pronounce that? The <laughs> Tower of Yggdrasil offers profitable farming opportunities. Uh, he likes uh, sorry, he dislikes still cringingly repetitive uh, post game content recycles a lot of old enemies and bosses, and finally camera issues and lock on concerns are still present. Uh, that was a six out of ten. So mm, just above average there. And finally, guys, we have, when this flipping page loads again, uh, Luftrausers review. Um, I think I pronounced that right. It's like Luftwaffe, except Luftrausers instead. This is by Anthony Chambers. He gave it an 8 out of 10. I remember this because I edited it. Uh, Luftrausers is a fast-paced and enjoyable shooter, but doesn't have, have lasting appeal to keep you coming back for more. He liked the great soundtrack and aesthetics, the customizational customization options, frantic fun gameplay. However, he disliked the controls, the fact that the controls take a bit of practice and the poor lasting appeal. That was an 8 out of 10 for Luftrausers. This was for uh, PS3 and PS Vita. Um, okay, that's the reviews, guys. Um, did we, uh, do we have anything to comment on them? Have we played any of those games? I'm guessing no, because I certainly haven't played MLB the show. <laughs> uh, how about you guys? You played any of them at all? Nope. No, no, no. I haven't had time. I... Yeah. Love to, but life has been smacking me in the face lately. So. Oh, painful. <laughs> Leave a red mark, does it? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So I haven't had time to play anything except a little Final Fantasy on my Vita while I'm waiting for a class to begin or something. Uh, well, um, actually, that that's actually a very good transition because I was just going to go into what we've been playing. So, Glenn, do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I've been playing a little Final Fantasy on my Vita while I've been waiting for classes to begin. <laughs> oh, funny you said that. That sounds very familiar. I think you just said <laughs> That it. sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. I don't know where <laughs> from, though. I must yeah, have dreamt it. I actually got the chance, now that it's the weekend, I got the chance to go on Guild Wars 2 a little earlier, and here and there I've managed a League of Legends match or something to keep me sane. But uh-huh. um, otherwise, I haven't had much of a chance to do anything that I want to do. <laughs> 
that's so, you've been um you've probably been you're probably one of the busiest staffers here glenn actually so it sounds su- like your um limited game time at least surprisingly i guess i mean no it's way just, the amount of work you do in college uh, i am i'm i'm taking 16 class hours and i have two jobs God. and i have i'm backed up in a class with some programming homework for like programming php websites and stuff so yeah i do <laughs> and i i'm the web manager for my college newspaper and i star in a sketch comedy show that we do on campus and uh, <laughs> i just i got this mental image of glenn juggling all these plates and stuff instead of plates it's just like you know visual representations of his many things like college and being jug- newspaper and God knows what else. Yeah, <laughs> like <yeah. help. laughs> So I, I don't, I just bit off more than I can chew and I'm just trying to survive until the semester ends at the end of this month. Well, good luck, man. You're a better <laughs> man than me because I couldn't juggle any of that. I wouldn't be able to take on all that work. Seriously. That's, that's very impressive. I hope it goes well for you anyway, all the college work. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, um, it's good to see you're managing to, amazing you're fitting any game time in there. So that's cool. You're chipping away at FF10. Um, I know Carl's been on that like a demon. Um, uh, Paul, what have you been playing, mate? Um, I've been playing Battlefield 4. I'll play a bit. Naval Strike Maps, which came out last week or week before. Came out have recently you, anyway. Have you seen the giant shark in it yet? Yeah. Well, I've not seen it myself, <laughs> but I've seen the video of it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have wow. to go and look at that. Um, yeah, that's real, is it? It's not a fake. It's actually real. No, that's actually in the game. Yeah, was it the megalodon or something? Is it called? Yes. Well, it's yeah, the megalodon, but it's even yeah. bigger than what the megalodon actually was. It's just huge. Yeah, I was going to say that looked like a that was a big shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go and see our post on um, psu.com, guys. It's, it should be under the Battlefield Four news. Um, yeah. Cool. Sorry, carry on, dude. Battlefield Four. What else? I've uh, been playing MotoGP 13 on the Vita, which came on PS Plus recently. Uh, oh, I downloaded cool. that on my Vita. Yeah, I've been playing that sort of. Is that the motorbike been... game? Yeah, motorbike. Yeah, yep. that's they're bringing out a new one, aren't they? MotoGP yeah, 14. Plus, that's, um... Yeah, yeah. It's coming out on PS4 as well. So. Yeah, I didn't know you were a fan of those games, those games, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. <laughs> cool, cool, dude. Um, ben, let's come to you before I um, <laughs> more about what games I've been playing. A lot of Warframe still. I've got yep. pretty much everything maxed out now for that. Yeah. Have you spent any more money on it? No, I have not. There's, there's not much <laughs> to spend money on, really. <laughs> I've bought everything. Bought everything, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I saw you on Final Fantasy as well. Yeah, it's only this weekend, so I'm playing it yeah. as much as possible. Wicked. Well, that game comes out really soon, doesn't it? Uh, April 22nd, from what I can tell. Really? I thought it was the 14th. It, it was supposed to be, Maybe but it looks like it's been delayed. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it's this month, so yeah. cool. This, the beta right now is is actually on live servers, so everything cool. you do right now in this beta stage will be transferred to retail. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I remember writing about that. And if you had a level 50 character like I do, you've yeah. got your level 50 character for the beta, so that's amazing. Oh, wicked. I've been doing the Crystal Tower stuff all day today. Which is? Uh, 24-man raid. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Are you actually playing it right now? Yeah, I'm doing the Crystal Tower as we speak. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man, multitasking genius. I uh, just got the monk drop, in fact. got the feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just got... Well, hey. Yeah. Woohoo! Woohoo. <laughs> which, I've actually got the hands leg and feet today which considering the fact that the monk is supposed to be the rarest drop is pretty impressive nice one 
Um, have you been? Um, what about Final Fantasy X HD? You've got that. I've got that now. Yep, I've been playing that a bit. I'm actually near the end of the game of that, but I'm doing some of the side quests before I do anything else now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I must be. I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm happy. I got it for the beta though. Oh, is this um, a ten or ten two? Uh, ten. Ten. I, okay. Well, no, I got ten and ten two. So. Right, when you buy 10 you get 10 too with it so alright sweet yeah um, uh, cool man that's cool anything else or is that it pretty much uh, no that's pretty much it right now uh, cool uh, um, well as you may have guessed from my comments earlier I've been playing War Thunder a lot uh, I've just um, pretty much unlocked everything I want to unlock with the um, main main countries I'm just working towards my first jet which would be kind of cool which is the Messerschmitt ME163 which is a weird looking thing but it's very powerful so that's all I need to know um, I've been working up the ranks so I've got 13 kills which is a, which for me is my personal best so yeah I'm just enjoying that it's a great game and this is just on arcade but I still haven't added realistic battles and all that kind of stuff yet so I'm you know it's still keeping me entertained um, which is a good thing considering the amount of money I pumped into it but yeah I love it um, I've also been on Red Dead Redemption I was on that just before the podcast I'm loving that um, I'm in um Mexico at the moment. I've just uh, I'm just doing missions for um, I think her name's Luisa. She's down uh, south, very bottom, south of the map in Mexico. Uh, story's uh, heating up quite a lot actually. I'm I'm really enjoying the um, gameplay and the. I just love the idea of the. Um, I I know it's like, like this in GTA where you're just going around, and you get distracted, but it, it, it's so cool. You know, just you're riding around in the wilderness, going to a certain. Uh, um, place where you need to get to and you're just like you know there'll be someone coming up to you asking for help because someone stole his horse or you'll be attacked by wolves or you'll be duped into trying to rescue a woman um on a with a, a coach and um horse and car and there'll be a load of bandits who jump out and attack you and you have to defend yourself it's just great things like that make it feel really organic and not scripted because obviously parts are scripted obviously the main story but it's that kind of stuff that really you know, Rockstar really are the um, masters of, you know, open world games. They really make it feel very organic and enjoyable and it's just, just alive. I mean, even though it's a four-year-old game, four years this May, um, it still looks great. Some of the vistas, I think the word is vistas, I think that's right, uh, are just amazing. You know, you're on horseback on a mountain and the sunset and all the sun coming up. It's beautiful, man. Certainly when you get up close, that there's a few things that are a bit kind of ugly, but yeah, great game. Um, apart from that, I've been on... Um, Going for a bit of GTA, Living City Stories on my Vita and Soul Sacrifice. Um, I've um, I think I mentioned this um, last week. I think I do. I'm pr- pretty much on the same games I have been in the last few weeks because I do juggle a lot of games. So it's been literally just the same stuff going through. I'm not planning on starting anything new until I finish stuff like Red Dead or whatever. So yeah, um, I will go back on the GameCube again at some point. But to be honest, I'm I'm more drawn to Red Dead at the moment than anything. So yeah, really really enjoying that. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, we uh, before we get down to the um, outro and the miscellaneous, I have some emails here to read out from our super fan. Oh, by the uh, way, um, yeah, Warframe has a player versus player mode, but it's based on levels, and right. your level is based on your equipment and mods and so forth. My actual main character, my Rhino, is actually so powerful he's too powerful for player versus player. <laughs> the cap. I had a plane that was that good. The ca- the cap level is one thousand five hundred. Yeah. My level's one thousand six hundred and twenty. Well my you have been on that game so much. Yeah, my Rhino has what you call it I think it's seventy six million XP to its name. 
Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't have any fancy stats. All I know is I'm level thirty seven on War Thunder. <laughs> All I'm, I'm gonna made. say is you only get two hundred XP per kill. Oh okay. Yeah, so that that, that just makes that seventy six million sound even more sort of That's a testament to how much you've done. <laughs> um awesome man. Um puts me to shame. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got some emails, guys, from Alfonso. Hey, man, uh, thanks for the birthday message, by the way, Alfonso. I did reply, um, but in case you didn't get it, thank you. That was really cool. Um, this was a question that I put out last week about HD collections because we were talking about that as our main topic. Uh, he replies, my favourite HD collection, I love playing with Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper Trilogy, and God of War series. Uh, got a free series I can play over and over and never get tired. Um, that's awesome, man. I think it's great that you can go back and play games and not get bored of them because I have arguments with some of my friends... Um, who are like, oh, what would you want to play a game again when you've already beaten it? It's pointless. It's like, no, it's like a movie, man. You enjoy it, you enjoy it, you play it again. You enjoy a CD, you listen to it again. You enjoy a game, you play it again. Sure, you can get bored, but there's just some things, if you really like them, you want to go back. And for me, I can do that with Tomb Raider, the old Tomb Raiders, Paul, by the way, you're like that. (laughs) The old Tomb Raiders, Resident Evil, uh, the classics, um, things like Uncharted, you know, they're just like compact. They're like, you know, they last the same with, the same length is roughly, uh, with the exception of Tomb Raider, is a, like a blockbuster movie, a couple of hours. And they're compact and tight and well scripted and paced. It's just you can enjoy them. It's just like, you know, you can join and like a good movie. You know, that's how I see it. And I just I can just play them again and just, you know, in just really, really have a great time, especially when you can do have multiple endings and stuff like Resident Evil and that. So it's great. I, I, to- I do- totally feel you there, man. I know that's not HD collections, but still the same principle. I, I could play games and not get bored of them. It's great. Um, I'm sure we've all got our uh, our own kind of take on that, whatever series you're into. Um, also, <laughs> uh, this one's a bit personal. Uh, uh, it's titled Mike on Twitter. Hmm, I wonder who that could be about. He says, I pushed this when, when the show was called PSU Derailed and PSU Unchained. Uh, uh, he talks about um, PSU Unchained mentioned getting Mike on Twitter. That's me, in case you didn't know. Uh, Ben and Tim made a good point that Mike needs a Twitter account. So starting in this email and all future emails, I'm going to remind Mike, remind Mike to get an account. <laughs> I feel I will probably end up caving in on this seriously because of the amount of pressure. I know it does have advantages for my job, but I just don't know whether or not I'd have enough time. And I just, well, not really time. I mean, it's not really a time thing because it wouldn't really, it doesn't take that much time to tweet from what I gather. But I don't know. I think it's just my kind of, stubbornness to like you know just avoid you know just not being into social media in general i don't know why i'm not trying to sound like a dick it's just i've never been into that stuff but all i can say is who knows okay you know who knows um you know at the end of the day piers morgan can get twitter after saying he hates it then i can too (laughs) and if you don't know who piers morgan is then that probably well will fall completely flat but there we go um so yeah watch his space maybe uh oh he also writes about um Dark Souls, because uh, he got Dark Souls, uh, and he didn't actually, uh, from his comments, he didn't actually like it that much. He got it in a, a giveaway. He, all he had to do was retweet or something. So, um, yeah, um, it's a shame you didn't like Dark Souls, Fonz. Actually, I'd like to know why you didn't like it, if you could go into detail about that, because we've got quite a lot of fans about that on PSU who like the game. So it'd be interesting to hear what you say, Fonz, if you could maybe just go into a bit more detail about why you don't like that. Um, I think, hold on, I think that's about all. Uh, yeah apart from that he was just saying it's good to see episode 32 and 33 up yeah guys we had a bit of trouble editing so they were delayed heavily so they went up uh, on um, literally the day after each other late um, I think it was like April the 
third or something they went up around that date so we apologize about that but we're hoping to get podcasts up on time um to give my voice a rest ben uh, do you have any miscellaneous at all shout outs mention uh, <laughs> my usual shout outs to everyone on twitter hope you're all doing well yeah. uh, i'm furthering on on getting that guest on to our show so hopefully i should have news in the next few weeks yeah oh that reminds me i'm um, sorry i'm not exactly resting my voice here but what the hell um <laughs> Uh, we ha- what about that other guest we were talking about, Ben? That certain person who used to be on PSU who we're still in touch with and would like to come I haven't had talked to him yet. He's said uh, to contact him in uh, middle of like, early April, so... Good, OK. You know who I'm talking about. Cool. Yeah. OK, excellent. I will, I'll have to say hi to him as well, because that would be awesome. Uh, carry on, man. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so, yeah. So, yeah, we've got... It should be an interesting time this month for, for, for listeners. And uh, So I hope you'll, yeah, listen in with your ears. <laughs> yeah, don't listen with your nose, yeah. Yeah doesn't work out cool um that's okay man uh paul do you have anything else to add any shout outs or anything at all clans uh, or anything? Any, not any... really not really okay <laughs> okay well, a man a few words paul okay yeah. <laughs> cool paul's just like yeah cool yeah. uh glenn how about you man um shout outs anything man anything you it doesn't have to be console related whatsoever it can be promoted your college website or anything man it doesn't matter my college website well, or your just... college your college paper or whatever it is it doesn't matter no one's gonna, <laughs> no one's gonna care about my college paper <laughs> but i will give a shout out to um to you guys first of all thank you for having me up on the podcasts once again and of course to all of our listeners to all of those who make this podcast and playstation universe what it is and to joel who is still commenting about our infamous second son review Um, he's still commenting on it he commented to dane smith an hour ago and he said i used to post at ps3 forums back in 2005 so i know what kind of fanboys you are you ain't fooling no one and just 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 for those who are doing the math, that's nine years ago. So apparently, we're fanboys from nine years ago. Oh dear. So, um. Well, anyway, a, a shout out to you, Joel. Thank you for the extra hits. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Okay, Glenn. Um. Well, Glenn's just giving me an idea. I'd like to give a shout out to Joel as well. Uh. <laughs> Um, what can I say, man? Seriously, get a life. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> just go away and get a life, man. Seriously, it's just you're giving us attention, man. You're not. You're lo- making yourself look like a damn fool. Okay, seriously, just would stop it, it. Would it be wrong to just ban him because, like, he's not actually adding anything to the conversation? It's like two weeks since the review was posted, and he just comes here to say we're fanboys and we're just PlayStation nuts and whatever. Yeah, you probably can, but um, yeah, seriously, he is the um, definition of a troll. So, but you know what the old saying is: is don't feed the trolls. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but seriously, that's just you know, I, I'm I consider myself a nice guy, and I'm not, a, you know, I don't come down on anyone. But in this case, seriously, that's just sad. Seriously, sad. But, but he won't even listen to this, so who cares? <laughs> Apart from that, I'd like to say thank you to the decent people out there who can form an intelligent and coherent. Um, cohesive conversation on our, our forums and our comments so all of you guys and all our listeners on, on the podcast you all rock alfonso as well of course our super fan uh my mate richard walker who i met at the metal gear solid five event uh don rob all you guys anyone who knows me anyone who gets along with me you're all cool i think that about covers it um also um guys thanks for joining me again today this was um i really enjoyed this podcast i thought it flowed very nicely and i was um i was actually really tired before this came on and it's really perked me up so that's good i feel 
I feel I have enough energy to go and kill some more Mexicans now in uh, Red Dead Redemption. So that's good. <laughs> oh, Mexico, yes. You come to kill us, John Maston. Okay. Um, I was wondering when we'd hear an accent from you. <laughs> oh, well, you know what I mean. Oh, Becky Carr. I'm just going to ride on my horse now and kill me some Mexicans, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for joining me. That was episode 34. We will be back again next week. Uh, I'm not sure who's hosting next week. It'd probably be me, but um, it might be Ben. But who know- Who cares? Either way, you're getting both of us because we're the gi- dynamic duo. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining me. Uh, Glenn, thanks for joining us again. And we will see you again soon. All that's left to say is, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you guys. <laughs>